Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another week at camp. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Grab your sleeping bag and flashlight and gather around the fire for some wicked fun. As always, this week's thrills and chills are chock full of spoilers, so listeners, beware. Ooh. Now, for this week's tale of gore and more. Hello, campers, and welcome to your first week of camp. Yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you, um, I'm really looking forward to camp because, like, I need a vacation from, like, being so gay all month. Like, I was really exhausting. Listen, it's it's exhausting being gay 24-7, but a whole month to get de- dedicated to being a homo? Girl. It was just too much, you know? It was like, oh, my God. Like, I, oh, my God. Like, so many rainbows. I can't. So many rainbows. And in case you're a new listener or a returning listener, hey, I'm Ash. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Copulators Die First. Ooh. So, yeah, this is our first week of what we have dubbed our summer camp, which is literally a summer of all campy movies, some that will actually take place at a camp, some that are just campy, and some that are campy and take place at a camp. We're just a mixed bag. It's going to be fabulous. So grab your snacks. And I guess your sleeping bag or whatever. Mm, Stay hydrated. Yes, definitely stay hydrated. Oh, and grab your bug spray. Because especially, I don't really know where camp I don't want to die is. But if it's in New Jersey, there's going to be mosquitoes. Yuck. Yep, probably is. Because that's where all camps are, right? Because that's where this movie takes place. We're going to Camp Crystal Lake, folks. Oh my god, what a fantastic um, uh, transition. That was great. You know, we're just the master of segues. Mm, segues. I like not, that word. Not so much masters of, like, camping or anything of, like, you know, an athletic gay would do. No, that's... Even if I were to be athletic and muscular, I still wouldn't want to go camping. Like, that's not something I want to do. Um, I would, but I would have to be in a cabin. Yeah, I mean, I just really want air conditioning during the summer. Because otherwise... I'm a mess. Um, um, speaking um, of a mess, it's fucking nasty here. It is. It, we're, we were supposed to have like severe weather mm-hmm. and like to kind of break the hu- that humdidity that we have. And we did not. So it is humid. It's gross. It's sticky. My house is gross. My dogs are uncomfortable. Aww. So, y- you know, I mean, they're in the AC right now, but. Right. Yeah. You, you know, they're going to get restless and be like, why are we in here? And it's like, because when you leave this room, you are sweating out your mouth. Yeah. No, that's yeah. That's what dogs do. Does everybody know that? Because maybe you don't. But dogs don't sweat. They they pant because that's them sweating from their mouths. Like literally. When I was a kid, I used to think that dogs sweat from their armpits. Oh, I mean, why else would they have armpits? Right. I mean, I guess they do technically have armpits. Don't don't we all? unless you don't and you are just like a stick figure and your arms just go out and if that's the case then maybe you should slide it slide into her dms and know what's going on because um if that is what happened that is what happening i feel like you were just a stick figure and you were trying to troll me via the internet hello i am a stick figure (laughs) man i just wanted to let you know that we exist and if that were to be the case, like, fine, like, we respect you, but I don't think stick stick people, like, stick stickly, like, stick stickly, he's not That's real. That's exactly what I was thinking, or, like, Forky from the new Toy Story movie that I haven't seen yet, but I've seen a lot of promos. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Me too. I really love Tony Hale, so I'm really excited that he's um, Forky. Mm. I still haven't seen Detective Pikachu, and I feel like Me I just... Me either. I'm just gonna have to wait till it's, like, out, and I'll, like rented on hulu um uh amazon or something because it's probably not worth it at this point or something or something mm-hmm. so speaking of the or somethings mm-hmm. the film that we were discussing this week as a premiere film for camp is one of my all-time favorite slashers 
Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I will say I didn't, like, we definitely didn't want to do the, the, the original because, like, that deserves its own special episode. And not that this wouldn't have been special, but, like, just we got to, like, make it super special. And I also um, feel like, and this is what we discussed, is that if we had done one, it, w- it would have felt too cliche to start off a camp series with the penultimate camp movie. Right. And and we definitely wanted to pick a Friday the 13th that was set at Camp Crystal Lake. So, like, we definitely had some choices. But, you know, I forgot how much I love this movie and how genuinely good it is because like you would think by like the fourth one like maybe it's not doing so great but like this is a really freaking good friday the 13th movie again you can at me all you want but i'm pretty sure this is the best one out of the entire series i mean like this is i feel like this is really the first i mean like maybe the third but like we're not talking about that one right now and i haven't seen that one in a while so like whatever I feel like this one fully encapsulates and like solidifies like what a Friday the 13th movie is in terms of the formula of like Jason has his hockey mask and he's killing kids in like really aggressive manners with all types of creative tools in the woods, in the cabins, by the lake, Camp Crystal Lake, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, like, he's just, like, going balls to the walls, like, killing people. Like, I feel and, like this is the one that solidifies all that. Yeah, and especially because, like, two, he's just, he's doing his, like, bag head thing. He really didn't, he's just getting his feet wet, if yeah. you will. He's like um, a potato head with his potato sack on his head. Right. And, like, so, I this was kind of an oopsie accident, but, like, it's a pretty good segue from our Pride segment because it kind of has a little bit of gay subtext without even realizing it. It does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy, what's his name? Doug, who was, like, mooching on that one girl in the shower. He uh-huh. totally made a, like, oops, I dropped the soap poly joke. I mean, yeah, but, like, it, wasn't he just being, like, a douchey teenage bro dude? I don't know. I couldn't tell. I don't know. I thought it was pretty gay. I mean, the subtext of that whole scene was certainly like gay, like I'm in jail and I dropped the soap and there's now a penis in my butthole. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't maybe I just wasn't looking for it, but I was like, this dude is way too happy. Like also, like, did those two do it in the shower or did they literally just shower each other off? Like before I... they were I don't know. I don't remember. Because he was, like, super happy. And I'm like, if you did it in the shower, that's really good for you. But I almost get the sense that, like, they were just having, like, a pre-coitus shower. I think so. I think they were doing a pre-coitus mooching. And, like, oh, the other thing that I was like, that's gay, was, like, he was singing in the shower. And he's like, come on in here and we'll do a duet. And I was like, this fucker loves show tunes. This boy oh. is a gay. Yeah, he maybe he just doesn't know yet. I mean, um, he he probably won't ever find out. Well, now he won't. No, no not. But um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that. It, it, there wasn't like because the other thing is like obviously the name of our show is Copulators Die First, and it's very much a nod to how in typical 80s teenage casted horror movies the slasher kills the couple that's in the middle of sex just had sex thinking about sex first but like that's his whole movie right but like also no one is super safe in this movie like everyone is just getting killed thank you for bringing that up because that was in my notes that i left somewhere in my house when i took my shorts off because it is hot as hell but um one of my notes was that um, Jason is pretty much no holds barred, disregards all the pre-existing rules from the other three films. Yeah. And he's just killing the kill. Like, his first real kill that they show is he, like, kills that hitchhiker that had, like, no... She didn't do anything to anybody. Just, boop, I mean, killed the hitchhiker. 
Yeah, and and I have thoughts about the hitchhiker. Um, sure, lay them on me. Well, actually, now that I'm realized, so like, okay, so the hitchhiker, it's like, where does she come from? Why is she here for like just a few seconds? But like, her sign says in rainbow, Canada and love, and I'm like, are you like you're going to Canada? I guess maybe. I mean, I guess maybe, but also it was 1984, so um, anything is possible. They could have been going anywhere. You didn't need a passport to cross the border into Canada until, what, like 10 years ago? Oh, I I would not know the answer to that question, so I don't know. (laughs) Same. So if you're from Canada, I know we have Canadian listeners. Let us know about the import of humans. Mm -hmm. But, like, so, so like, her, like, as a whole, like, she's... I'm getting the sense that she was about free love and she wanted to go to Canada. Her sign was rainbow, which could have been queer or could have just been rainbow, like free love, like hippy dippy, whatever. And then she sits down to eat her banana snack. Right. And then she squishes the banana snack like that poor thing. Yeah. Um, But her name, Hitchhiker and real name, her name is Bonnie. Bonnie Hellman. Oh, that's such a mom name. Not to be confused with Bethany Hendrix's mom, also named Bonnie. Yeah, no, that that Bonnie is probably not squeezing bananas on the side of the road. No, she's busy um, doing whatever Bonnie does. She did make us cupcakes that one time, and that was super nice of her. She so. did, and they were delicious and filled so, with citrus yeah. goodness. Oh, they were so good. So shout out to Bonnie Hendrix. Thank you for the snacks. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to, but if there were to be more delicious, delectable snacks, when we go back for more tattoos, when I'm in Ohio in July, I wouldn't hate it. Me either. Thanks. Thanks B and Mrs. B. Mm, thanks B. <laughs> um, so they're like, they were, <laughs> these teenagers, they're a bunch of dicks. One of them being, um, Crispin Glover, who is, and for, forever will always be the penultimate creepy boy in my opinion and like yes so yes especially in charlie's angels the movie oh yep the hair sniffing yeah however i feel like in this movie he's like maybe five percent creepy and 95 percent just awkward and pathetic yeah Mm -hmm. what is what does chris keep calling him Broke fuck? Yeah, something... They just, he says fuck a lot to everyone. Dead fuck. Dead fuck? Yeah, dead dead fuck because... And he was like, what? And he's like, you know, dead fuck because you're a lousy lay. And it's like, right. oh, that's rude. Right. I mean, how would he know? Exactly, because... How would you know, Chris? Pretty sure he is a virgin, that Chris guy. Um, um, more than likely. Yeah. No, it's Ted. Because they keep calling him Teddy Bear. And I'm like, that's gross. I mean, I just, just, honestly, the names in this movie, I'm going to put it out there right now. Except for Corey Feldman, who will be, you know, oh. referred to as Corey Feldman. Which um, is the namesake for my username on Instagram, Corey Feldman. Yes. Because um, Tom, Tommy Jarvis is one of my favorite horror characters of all time. He's pretty, he's pretty neat. He's um, a pretty neat boy with his yeah. best friend Doggo. Um, so the only other character that I'm probably going to refer to by name is Trish because Trish is badass. Trish is a bad bitch. Um, but like otherwise, it, they're just going to be like that one, like that yeah. major. <laughs> or like so Chris, the, Crispin Glover's name is Jimmy. Jimmy is a dead fuck because he's like so he went on a date with one girl named Beth and she like won't return his phone calls and. Ted is like roasting the shit out of him for no fucking reason. It was like maybe you just like sucked in the bedroom, and like Crispin Glover is like I don't I don't know I don't I don't think I gave off that sort of vibe, and he's yeah. like no 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 I promise you sucked that's why she's not calling you back and it's like oh so so I know that we're jumping around a little bit here but I did very specifically pause the movie rewind and then write down verbatim the beginning of that interaction in the back seat of the car when they're trying to find the cabin because the writing here is impeccable, he said sarcastically. So let me just... Oh, yes, give it to me. Yes. Okay, so uh, 
Tebby starts by saying, you treated her right. And then Crispin Glover says, I treated her right. And then what's his name says, you treated her right. And then Crispin Glover says, I did. I did. I treated her right. That's what's driving me so fucking crazy. I treated her right. And I paused and rewound because I was like, wait, how many times did they just say treated her right? Yeah, I just found like the the subsequent quote after that on IMDb and Ted is like Jimbo. Calling Betty is definitely a dead fuck thing to do. Look, first rule of love, never get rejected by the same girl twice. I mean, that's useless. If you want to make a fool out of yourself, always do it with someone new. Yeah. Teddy's a hoe, but not really. Like, Teddy's, like, he's projecting this visage of being a hoe because he wishes he wasn't a virgin. Like, that's very much, like, we can see through you because you're a teenager. And as much as you think you're cool and unique, all teenagers are the same. Sorry, boo. Also, one of my other favorite things if we're going off of, like, favorite quotes in this movie is, like, when the nurse and, like, the orderly are, like, fooling around oh my God. in the hospital. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going fucking crazy. And I'm yes. like, oh, I didn't know we were talking to my mom. <laughs> girl, girl, I have that written down, too. I actually have a couple of quotes from the nurse. But when he says... She's iconic. When, well, first of all, who names their son Axel? Because you're setting him up, yeah, you're setting him up for a life of being a skeeve, skeezoid, a-hole. And that's exactly what the coroner is. Or if he's not a coroner, he just works in the morgue. Like, I don't know, but he's gross as fuck. And I'm like, nurse girl, why are you even dealing with this man? He does not deserve you and you don't deserve this. But yes, I have also written down, where are you going? I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going crazy. And I was like, wait. That was an iconic moment in cinema history. Oh, also, I was in love with it. You know, like, again, impeccable writing here. Like, obviously, I... I'm being a little bit sarcastic, but in making a script that's not fantastic, they accidentally, like, landed on a really few good, like, home runs. Um, yes, and the lady that plays Nurse Morgan, her name is Lisa Freeman, uh-huh. right? So um, I'm going to take an an assessment here. Um, The woman that plays Mrs. Jarvis, her name is Joanne Freeman. So I think they're sisters in real life. Whoa. That's cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's a coincidence, that's cool. If not, that's cool, too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So the Freeman sisters, maybe. Perhaps. But yeah. yeah. She's going crazy. Um, yeah. So so anyway, the movie opens, right? Yes. I I did not remember this like whole like um catch you up on everything montage that happened in the beginning. Yeah, that was very helpful and I also didn't remember that mm-hmm. it existed. And at first I was like, ugh, eye roll. But then I was like, oh wait, this is actually going into a lot of detail and is very helpful in this moment in time. So then I didn't roll my eyes. Um, but that was also like probably a unique way to open. Cause like clearly they were trying to set it up. Like this is literally the last movie. Cause we're doing a recap. And then, that, you know, and then they're like, JK, never mind, Cause we made too much money. We're making another one. Ha ha. Sorry. Um, they really did make a lot of money on this. Yeah. Their budget uh, was 2.6 million. Mm-hmm. They gross made thirty two point nine eight million. Yeah, and for nineteen eighty four when this came out, that's like you don't shake a stick at that. Like that's a lot of fucking money. That's that's a fair opening. Yeah, their opening weekend they made eleven mil. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I don't even know what that looks like. A girl that I work with went to the casino last week for her birthday and won thirteen grand on a slot machine. So like Oh my god. Yeah, she she like paid the taxes out right there, so she walked away with nine grand. Um, lucky. I know this. She's one of the nicest people I ever met. So happy birthday to her. She literally went to the casino like two days after her birthday and won nine grand. Well, good. So then she deserved it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay. So montage is over. There's like helicopters in the sky. What's going on? And then you realize, oh, 
This is picking up right from the end of the third one. They're at the barn. Jason is there. He is, you know, quote, dead. And they take him to the hospital. And again, you name your kid Axel. He's going to be an asshole. He's an asshole. A whole asshole. Um, And then... So he's like, hey, nurse, like, come by and say hi if you want to at any time. Like, you know, um, and I don't understand why she walks in the room and it's pitch black. Like, why didn't you go looking for a light switch? I don't understand. Like, there's no reason for her to be in this dark room. Like, the TV's on. Like, clearly the, the electricity's working. Turn the fucking lights on before you hurt yourself. But whatever. Um, Maybe it she... was meant to be sensual. Ugh, well, it was not. Because then she is staring at these, like, gyrating women on the television. And Axel surprises her from behind and scares her. And then her other good one-liner that she says right there is, You're the Super Bowl of self-abuse. Yes, and I was like, ugh, I didn't know we were talking about me here, but okay. I mean, like, mm. obviously this guy doesn't realize what was just said to him, but, like, that is iconic, and um, it's, it's like, it's prophetic. Like, it's wonderful. So, it was definitely ahead of its time, too. Yeah, the, this woman has, like, she, she got, she hit the jackpot with the few lines that she had. Um... She would definitely make an excellent accessory in the gay community for just being sassy and quippy. Oh, absolutely. Um, so then I also just don't understand, like, why was there no one else for her? Like, there was nowhere else for her to go watch the news that she had to go sit with this, like, skeezy guy. And then, of course, you realize, like, she actually wanted to get some, but, like, gross because um, uh, they... Like, their kissing is the grossest, sloppiest, most disgusting noises. Oh, yeah. I was listening to this at work, but I was like, I kind of have to, like, hide it a little bit. So my managers aren't like, why are you watching TV? And I'm like, because I'm doing work, too. But it was, like, a lot of sloppy, wet mouth motion. And I was like, oh, I don't need to see that to know that's gross. Yeah, it was really disgusting. And then the news comes on. Um, I love how we know this is set in New Jersey because that's where Camp Crystal Lake is supposed to be. And then like us being natives, like we know that Wessex County is not real. But yes, it gave me such a giggle. I was like, I know what they're <laughs> yeah. saying. I know what they're saying to me. Like they're clearly trying to like spin off Essex County as this, you know, fictional place of Wessex County. And I was like, lols. I do wonder though if the town where Camp Crystal Lake actually is is in Essex County, because that would be even better. Um, looking, I'm looking right now. I forget the name of the town. I know it, and then I forget it like every single time. I, I know. I want to say it's Lake Hopatcong, but I know that's wrong. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. Google, Google, Google. Northern New Jersey Council. It's either in Bergen, Essex, Hudson, or Passaic County. Oh, cool. All right, that really narrows it down. So all of it, all of it. All right, well, we got the point. It was the giggle for us as New Jersey natives, and it was super wonderful and... I liked it a lot. Um, and then the only good line that Axel has when Jason's hand slips um, while they're making out disgustingly, he jumps up and says, holy Jesus, jumping Christmas. And he I did. Was... Yeah. I was like, oh, and then he says it more than once and he like elaborates on it. But yeah. also it's actually in Blairstown, which is right over the Delaware water gap for anybody who wants to take a trip. There you go. Just um, an hour actually, from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, they have a Friday the 13th day every time there's a Friday the 13th. September. What? Yeah. My husband is knocking on the door. Hello, Creaky Arthur. Hi. What's up? Creaky. That makes me sound old. I don't like it. The door was creaky. <laughs> you with this microphone right now. What? You want the lighter? You want the lighter. Okay. 
Me too. Thanks for, thanks for interrupting our podcast. You're really welcome. Thank, we're thanks, just, Arthur. We're trying to be bullshit. professional. Mm, yeah. Or we're dumb and I hate them. I hope you include that your podcast. That's bullshit. And we're getting a divorce. Love you. Bye. Taking the dog. I'm taking the dog. Okay, go be a hoe. Love you. No one actually knows you. We're not famous <laughs> yet. It's fine. Nobody knows you're a hoe. People know me. I'm more famous than anybody. Oh my god. Go no. get away from me with your nose ring. Nobody knows you're a roller hoe. Get out. Jesus Christ. Get out of here. He gets one nose ring and he thinks he's a bad bitch. He thinks he's the cream of the crop, god damn it. He gets one nose ring and thinks he could give us an attitude? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so, mister. That's not how this goes. <laughs> not in this house. No. No, thank you. Okay. House anyway. His nose hole, okay? His nose hole is clean and healing, which is all you can ask for when you get that's, a new piercing. That's the best you could have asked for. Congratulations yeah. on your new nose hole. Um, yeah, actually, um, shout out to, ugh, I forget the name of the shop that we went to, but I was very tempted. I almost got a tattoo while we were there. And then Arthur was like, no, just wait for Bethany because best deal and you already know her and you'll have fun. And that's a fair assessment. I mean, this would have been fine because the guys that were working were both very nice and like, like it's as we were in Asbury Park, which is a very queer gay town. Um, it is now. It didn't used to be. Oh, it it really it really is now. Like almost every establishment has a pride flag up, especially right now during Pride Month. Um, well, we're at the outskirts of Pride Month, but regardless. Yes. Um, also on that note. Um, I just got a new tattoo that I'm very excited about. Um, and it was done by the wonderful Skylar at Diamond Heart Studios in Flemington, New Jersey. So if you want their information, um, slide into our DMs. And if you are in the area, I will definitely give you their info because it was a very lovely time. Um, I deviated from my normal uh, tattoo artist friend situation and I was like oh this is new to me and I am uncomfortable and they soothed me and eased me and I have one of my new favorite tattoos so now you know so Mm -hmm. everybody should just go get tattooed that's just how I feel everybody yeah just everyone cover your bodies with tattoos also I googled it um this shop in asbury park where arthur got his uh septum pierced is called old glory tattoo company mm. and old there glory were, hole huh there were so many good reviews specifically about the piercer um, which is there's, amazing there's there's one guy that does them and um literally arthur was in and out five minutes he said it almost didn't hurt at all he was very professional, very lovely, very soothing and calming. Um, so you live up to your five-star reviews on on Google. And, um, yeah, thanks for making my husband feel some type of way about himself and how he thinks he's the shit now. I mean, thanks for, you know, being a hoe and getting your nose done. I mean, a nose job. <laughs> um, well, he used to have a septum pierce, and then I don't know why he took it out, but he did. Then he was like, you know what? I missed it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, go get it. And to be honest with you, Diane, it is probably my favorite piercing on my person. Um, it's like, it's cute. Like, it's cute. I like it. Like, I, I, I don't I, want it for me. That's fine. But I like it on other people. It's cute. Yeah, it's very comfortable. I don't even know I have it in. And, like, to be honest... I feel like if I ever took it out, part of me would be missing at this junction. I've had it almost three years now, two and a half, almost two and a half. Yeah, so just don't don't take it out. No, I, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. And luckily, I work in an office where they allow that kind of shenanigans without it being like an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And I don't know if my company really cares, but hi, I have a giant tattoo on my forearm, and you can't do anything about it now. So you're sorry you're a tattooed person now, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I'm 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 excited to get more. Me um, too. I have things to talk about with you in that regard and we will plan it out because B listen. 
we have some planning to do. I haven't seen you in months. We have yeah. some talking to do. And and I'm hoping you will hear this before I am in the Cleveland area, but I am getting the Triforce this time because I really freaking want it. You uh, will. She, she'll hear it, and I will be seeing her, uh, I think, like, two weeks before you're here because my sister's coming into town. And her and Brian are getting tattooed together, kind of. Well, together, as in they have appointments on separate days. But they are getting tattooed together because they are cool like that. So, thank you, Bethany Hendricks, for supplying my body with 90% of the art that I have on me. Mm -hmm. Um, And thanks, Skylar, for this lovely little Paramore tattoo that I have that I'm very excited about. It's about time. Yes, queen. Yes. Um, I'm really excited for this other idea I have that's not the Triforce tattoo, but I figured out. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we talked about it. We won't. Even if I have, forget what I said, and then we'll post pictures of all the new tattoos, and it'll be like... It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. It'll be like a little ooh-ah fashion show, like the ooh-ah association. Can we have, like, a fashion tattoo montage? Yas, queen. Now that you said surprise, now all I want is, like, a chicken caprese sandwich, because it's hot, and that sounds refreshing. But anyway, I digress. Um, Let's right. get back to camp. Yeah, god damn it. Um anyway. God damn it. So so cut to Tommy uh, Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. So uh nurse and coroner guy a hole Axel died. <laughs> now we're in the woods of New Jersey. Um apparently we sure Blairstown. Are. And uh Trish and her mom are just going for a casual jog in the woods like you do. Bless um, them. I guess maybe that is what you do in 1984, but not anymore. That's not something you should do. No, especially not in Blairstown. No, thank you. I mean, I I don't have any specific opinion on Blairstown because I don't think I've been there. But it's I spooky. Mean, I mean, I suppose that there probably is an air of spookiness about it, specifically because of the Friday the Thirteenth series. So, it's- I. It's very yeah. woodsy, and it's the site of a lot of creepy, weird New Jersey things. Um, like, you can Google Maps this, but there's a place there called Shades of Death Road. It's an actual place. And supposedly, that is the area where the Iceman killer, Richard Kuklinski, who was a hired gun for the mob, dumped a lot of bodies. Gross. But so like now also, you know that's like a cool little tidbit of information yeah. that I keep on in my back pocket at all times. Like gross, but also that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and like also the Jersey Devil might be in those woods because we don't know where he lives and yeah. or she or uh, they. I think yeah. they live in the Pine Barrens, but like they're not centrally located to any which way. They were just born in the Pine Barrens, but that is something we are hoping to get into in a chode episode coming Ooh. your way. Yeah. With our very good, lovely friends, the gals at the Worst Horror Podcast. When we do a get to know your counselors, we're going to talk spooks, urban legends, campfire tales. Yeah, maybe we should just start doing mini episodes that are like about urban legends because we both love urban fucking legends. Uh, yeah, even the movie Urban Legend ain't bad. It's not. It's, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of, you know, like, uh, like detox. Um, yeah, that's, yes, absolutely. She Um, ain't the best, but she ain't the worst. I mean, she's one of the best though, so. Yeah, um, I accidentally oopsie bumped into her out of drag, um, when I was in the city last week, or now two weeks ago, and then I was like, oh, it like genuinely startled me. I remember texting you and I was like, but I don't want to ask her for a picture because she's out of drag. And I feel like that's disrespectful because she's just a person. She's just like, you know, at her friend's show, like just supporting her friend, like a good friend does and whatever. But right. Um, so I didn't I didn't want to breach any boundaries because boundaries and consent are everything. Even true. when you're approaching somebody that, you know, is famous. Yes. Um. Actually, maybe even more so because yes, they're people they're not just things to say you've met you know yes um, and i've met her before and she is lovely but she was with her buddy big and milky and i was like hard pass oh my god i would have just been like big and milky take me now 
Take me now. I was kind of like, mm, I want a picture, but how do you be like, but not you, milk? You'd be like, <laughs> can I just can I just feel your muscles, milk? Because you have such big muscles. Um, he do. He a big and milky fella. That boy needs some milk. He's a tall glass of milk. Milk. Yeah. Amen. A- can I get an amen? Also, we're talking about drag queens for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about right now. Yeah. It's usually what we're talking about if we're not talking about scary things. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, if you didn't know that, get the get the get the hell out. Pack up your shit and leave camp. I don't want to die right now. Clean the cobwebs out your ears. And call your mom. Them. Call your mom. Get her to pick you up in her 1980s Windstar minivan. Ooh, ooh, or her Volvo. Her Volvo. That's totally a mom mobile. I yeah I there's very specific cars that are like soccer mom mobiles yeah I mean we didn't have one because my mom was a soccer mom she had a minivan it's fine mm-hmm. yeah she, we she had sure a minivan did. we had the Windstar the Windstar it sounds like a boat yeah Windstar was, was a weird name I mean you know it was popular car for Ford at the time I don't think they make it anymore Probably not. No, I don't think they do. Um, they probably do something else. But anyway, enough about cars. We're going to talk about Tommy Jarvis and his cool-ass practical effects collection that he made himself. I mean, he really didn't make it. Tom Savini did because he made you know. all the original practical effects in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tommy Jarvis made them. Look, excuse me. Why am I yawning already? Because it's, it's 9.15 in the evening. I haven't even eaten dinner yet, and I'm hungry. Liam was kind enough to make me a turkey sandwich because I had bitched and complained that I hadn't eaten all day, and I really wanted Chipotle. And she's like, Chipotle's not in the budget. Eat this turkey sandwich. And I was like, oh, thank you, vegetarian wife, for making me a turkey sandwich. That's that's nice. Uh Right? What a nice lady. Arthur's going to make me egg salad tomorrow, and I'm super excited about it. You nasty. I love egg salad. You nasty. I am craving pasta salad, but the kind of pasta salad that has like a dope ass Italian dressing in it. Not that mayonnaise shit. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Finally. Um, Anyway, to cut this tangent off before it goes on forever, I am in love with the little Corey Feldman, Trish, and their mom like family unit. They are so cute. (laughs) The Jarvises are the cutest little family unit, especially when Mrs. Jarvis is like, Tommy, when are you going to cut your hair? And he's like, I'm not in a rush. I'll get to it. Like, right. And like, also like, she's like, oh, you're wearing an alien mask right now. Like, whatever. That's cool. Can you just cut your hair, please? And then she like even compliments him on like how his, uh, like his effects are coming along really well. Like this, this one mask that he's wearing, like the alien thing, it looks really good. And like, you know, it's just ugh, I love it. Like, it's very, it's a very unconventional hobby for a kid his age to have, and especially for his mom to be like, "You're doing a really good job, sweetie. Like, I'm proud of you." And like, not having like a qualm about it and be like, "Why are you so weird? Why can't you have a normal hobby and go outside?" When him and his BFF, good boy Gordon, just want to hang out and do like spooky oh stuff God. all the time. The way that he talks to Gordon is the way that I talk to my dog. And I just, it made my heart swell a thousand sizes. I know. There's nothing better than a a young boy and his good boy. Mm -hmm. Heckin' good boy. Heckin' good boy. Gordon is the best, best of the good boys. And I'm dedicating this episode to Gordon. I mean, oh wait, he does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. For a minute, I thought he didn't, but he does. I hope he did, did, did that he didn't, but he did. Yeah. Also, like you never really get confirmation that Mrs. Jarvis died, but like she definitely did. She def. It's implied. I know. I was like, did she? I because there was no concrete evidence that she perished, but it is it is implied, especially when Trish is being like the best big sister, and she's like, we got to get our shit together, and we got to get the fuck out of here. Like she is on it. Yeah. Um, Trish like really snaps into um into action there, and she's I love o- that. She's always in bad bitch mode. Um, like yeah, no. One of my favorite parts of this movie is when she legitimately picks up Corey's TV and just <laughs> full on smashes the whole thing over Jason's head. Like, bitch, you are everything. 
thank you for being a strong woman. That's all I got to say about that. Um, uh, also, I have a question for you. <laughs> hey. Um, so, you know how Corey Feldman reacts to seeing the, um, the girl across the way in the other cabin, like, undressing? Uh-huh. And there's, like, weird, like, animal noises? Uh-huh. Is, is that how you reacted the first time you saw boobs? <laughs> I, I mean, they were my own, so no. But like, uh, um, well, um, external boobs, probably. But like uh-huh. in my head, it was kind of like um, that. Uh, what's that ca- cartoon? Is he like a coyote and his eyeballs bulge yeah, out? And it's like, like a wooga, yeah, like a wooga, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. Is that is that what happened the first time you saw boobs too? Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I guess technically the first time I saw boobs was also when I looked in the mirror. Because um, <laughs> your boy got those man boobs. I mean, there's good man boobs and there's bad man boobs, right? Yeah, yeah. I I believe that I have good man boobs because they're not like weird and puffy or like gross off to the side. Like, I'm just chunky yet funky and it's fine. Like, like you're like, hmm. Like so, I have, like there's a little bit of muscle under my fat. So your boobs, if they were eyeballs, they would not be lazy eyes. No, exactly. Like <laughs> I, right. So that's where I was trying to trying to um, uh, put into context. Now the I, you know boobs, the eyeballs of the chest. Right, and and I will say I I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time where I've seen female presenting boobs. <laughs> Um, I mean, regardless, I know I have never did they ever make me a wooga like <laughs> Wiley Coyote. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. I've also I seen. I mean, it, it's it, it's a um it's an occupational hazard. I've seen a whole bunch of ajujas as well. Sure. And again, never never have I ever a wooga'd. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna awooga at that. To be honest, it's it's not an attractive organ. I mean, neither of the reproductive organs no. are that attractive. Let's nope. be honest. Never. I'm not Georgia O'Keefe. I'm not about to frame yeah the picture no. of like world's best vagina. That's not something in my um, decorative sense that I need. Yes. I don't need any. I don't. I don't need. I don't need suggestive floral paintings in my house. Thank you. No. No, that's not the lesbian decor that we require in this household. Mm. Um, also, on a technical like on a technical basis, I think you've seen more vaginas than I have in your professional career. Probably, Probably. Uh, like I, I, you're uh, a medical professional. Off the off the top of my head, I know I've seen at least like twelve to twenty. That's way more than I've seen in my life. <laughs> so there you go, right there. There you go. I mean, in my hoe days. Still didn't right. even see that many. I mean, uh, I, whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's hold. Everyone has their hoe days. Let's just put that out there. It's um, like heydays, but it's for the gays. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, and not all of us grew up in Manhattan in you know the nineties like ours no, did. No, so, those are some grand old hoe days. I, yeah, he racked up some numbers, and I am not slut shaming. It's just the truth. It's it just speaks of the time though in the nineties. The nineties were very like liberated in the sense yeah. it was post the intense HIV scare mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. HIV reality. So like I totally understand. Yeah, but I mean like Arthur Smart, like he he sampled a lot of the goods. Um, and then he decided to stay with the best he ever had, which was obviously me because he put a ring on it. So whatever. I mean, he liked it and he did put a ring on it. So there's that. Yeah, he he certainly did. Um, all right. Back to this movie. Um, I forgot about this side plot with like the Jason Hunter guy. Um. What is the what is the Jason Hunter guy's name? Um, Jason Hunter. His name is Jason Hunter. I, I wish. 
That's like a gay porn name. Yeah, Jason Hunter. Jason Hunter. I cannot find it. He's basically like the Dr. Loomis of this movie. Real, like he like is oddly um, a um, expert on Jason and his like migration patterns or whatever. Yes, like he's Bigfoot. Um, but yeah, I completely forgot about that that he that this was even a part of the movie. Um, and, then, and then it's like kind of abandoned; like they never really bring it up ever again. I, I mean, yeah, because he like basically pitches his tent in. The Jarvis's backyard, and then because <laughs> he's looking for Bigfoot, right? And then before long, he's screaming, uh, "He's killing me! He's killing me!" While he's getting killed in the basement, I loved that part. I was like, "Wait, he's literally screaming, he's killing me." That's gonna be me if I ever get murdered. Mm-hmm. Hell, oh he's, he's killing oh my me! God, oh my God, he's killing me! Run, Trish, run! He's killing me! And Trish is like, I'm gonna saunter. He's taking his time. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Um. My next note is just simply Crispin Glover dancing. Oh, uh, my next note is Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover not being a good lover. He is just the most awkward of the awkward, and I love it. Especially when Teddy keeps calling him dead fuck, and he's like, "I told you, don't call me that." I'm just waiting for him to snap and kill him. And it never happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wrong, wrong movie. Wrong like, movie. Ugh, come on. I'm, we're not watching Willard here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I feel like casting Crispin Glover was an interesting choice. It was a choice for real. Um, I mean, I, I think that he lended a lot of great things to this movie. But it was just like, it was like, what were you, like, when you were like that he's the one, like, what were you going for? Because... Like, I think a lot of things about this specific installment of the Friday the 13th series is purposefully um, different than the typical formula. Um, And he is certainly not a typical teenage character. So I'm sure it was on purpose. I don't know if he had any notoriety on his own at this point. I mean, I'm going to assume... Like most, he started his career in horror movies and went from there. Um, I think this is also right around uh, Back to the Future. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or at least one of them, you know. Well, yeah. The, the one he was in was, was it the first one when they go to the back? Yeah. The, yeah Wait, the when one. they go back to the future? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I guess that is literally exactly what I was about to say. Cause the first one, the first one is 1985, so this is literally right before Back to the Future. Maybe they saw this and they were like, "He's the one. He's creepy and weird. Let's put him in the tree and make him a peeping tom." Sounds he's, great. He he's the awkward kid that we're looking for. Sounds great. Yeah. Robert Robert Zemeckis is like, grab him, put him in a tree, and we're gonna name him Calvin Klein, but that's not really him. And right. he's not really Calvin Klein. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah, right. big, I love Back to the Future. I said it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's it's a good it's a good trilogy. I mean, the Back third to the one, Future Part Two is my favorite one. That's the one where they go literally to the future, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's when they go to 2012. Right, and there's the hoverboard and hoverboards yeah. don't work on water. Um. Yeah, I I enjoyed the second one. I think I might like the first one better, but I definitely don't like the don't like the third one the best. That's Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I don't like it. Clint Eastwood, I don't like it. Yeah, unlike the live action Muppet Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, where at me all you want, all three of them are gems. I haven't seen the third one in a really long time, and I think that's the one where they time travel, right? Right, and they go back to feudal Japan. Yep, yep. Okay. That's, that's yeah. what they do. And everyone's like, it's stupid. And like, it might be stupid, but I don't care because it's fucking Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtles all the time, baby. At this podcast and at this camp, we don't need anybody to be validated in what they like. So mm-hmm. if you like stuff, tell us what you like. Yeah. One of my first feminist icons was April O'Neil in her neon yellow jumpsuit. 
Oh, uh, yeah, Lan's, one of Lan's friends um, has red hair and dressed up as April O'Neil for Halloween, and it was iconic. That's a wonderful life decision, and I, I wish I was can... there. Uh, yeah, it was before I I've only met her once, but it was um, it was a good time. She's a lovely lady, and she's really good at playing April O'Neil. So there you go. Yeah. Good I'll see, if I, I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. Okay. Well, um, okay. So, again, back to this cinema. Um, what's up with the old-timey porn? Yeah, like on the reel to reel. And I was like, why are you watching this? Why, why are you watching old-timey porn with and, your buds? It's weird. Right. And why was this even in this cabin? Like, where oh, did it come from? Probably one of the dude's dads. It was very weird. Um, the only and, thing I can think of is that it came from like the previous camp counselors like they left it behind I don't know it was, I don't know it was an odd thing to include um, mm-hmm. and it went on for entirely too long yeah cause that what Teddy was getting high as fuck off his balls like watching this <laughs> weird ass old timey porn where the girls are like oops I flashed my titty oh my god Ooh, a titty. <laughs> um, yeah, and like the one dude is sitting on Doug, he's sitting on the couch with I think her name is Samantha. I'm just gonna surmise because that was one of the names of the characters, and I think that's her. And he's got like the pillow over his awkward boner, and you know that's why. You know. I don't know. I just don't I mean, if that was all that was available at the time, sure. I'm sure that would get you there. Ugh. And then she was like, um, LOL do you want to sleep on the bottom bunk? And he's like, do you want the top? And she's like, hmm. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I want you in my, I, I want to sleep in the same bed, silly. Do you understand now? It was so stupid. It was a lot. It was a lot to digest. And it was like, what? You're, you're spending a lot of time. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um. Oh, God. Oh. <sighs> I'm such an old man. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same. Um, <laughs> so these twins, these like weird slutty twins. Yeah. Where did they come from? We never, find, we never find out where they actually live. They just happened to be in the woods on their bikes. And then they just really quickly are suddenly naked in the pond with, these other teenagers that they've never met before, but okay, let's have a skinny dipping party. I'm going to venture to guess that they came with the cabin. Oh yeah, they're probably <laughs> like um, they're like they're... the shining twins. Yeah, um, they're like the keepers of the porn gate, and it's like you've unleashed the porn gate. That's now you must... what happened. Now it all makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the old timey porn came from. Yep. 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 Um, so then, like, one of them is sluttier than the other, and, like, I guess she's, like, well, Crispin Glover's my only option at this point, because everyone thinks Teddy is gross, because he is far too forward and treats women like objects, um, which you shouldn't do. Um, yeah, he's kind of, like, one of those overachieving virgins that's trying to prove that he's not a virgin by objectifying women. Yeah, he's gross, and so... So the one twin's like, hey, Crispin Glover, I just really want to get dick down. Will you do it for me, please? And he's like, I will oblige, I suppose. Uh-huh. Like, he's like, oh, I've only seen one other set of, of boobs. And they were Betty's, and she won't call me back. So I <laughs> guess this will do. Yeah. Um. I think he was honestly, Diane, I think he was honestly surprised that there was a lady that showed interest in him whatsoever. Oh, he was very surprised. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised. He was extremely surprised. But anyway, I mean, me too. Yeah. The the reason I bring up the twins is because another extremely wonderful line in this movie is when the other twin that's not as slutty is like, I want to go home. So she knocks on the bedroom door where Crispin Glover and her sister are. And she like peeks her head in and she's like, it's time to go. And and she's like, I don't want to go. And she's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just see you at home then. And then the hoey one stares at her um, and goes, take an umbrella. 
Yeah, and I was like, ooh. However, it was cold and sassy and wonderful. But also, if you notice, it was not raining until the moment that she says, take an umbrella. And then it's suddenly downpouring for the rest of the night. Um, it's because of uh, the psychic ability of twins. She's like, right. I'm salty because this guy is literally inside of me and you are being a buzz killington. It was you- just. Oh, yeah. Yuck, I like- would not like that. What, like, weird psychic ESPN weatherman powers does this girl have? It's like she has a fifth sense or something. Yeah, it was very weird. And, like, you know, um, I was trying to tie this into Mean Girls more than we already had, but nothing seems to be making sense in in where we're going. So, whatever. No no dick for you, Glenn Coco. Yeah, there you go. It's fine. It's whatever. Four um, for you, Glenn Coco. No mm, dick for you, Gretchen Wieners. Gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, so she talks about an umbrella and then it starts to rain. How convenient. Mm-hmm. How convenient. How and convenient. I also love how um, then the, the quote unquote not slutty one is like by her bike and she pauses and she looks up at the window and she goes, you slut. And then moments <laughs> later, moments later, she dies. She gets impaled by Jason. Um, I feel like he killed the wrong one by accident because yeah, he, she was not being slutty. He was he was confused because they looked so much alike and um, they both had the scent of man on them, probably. So he's made ooh. a loopsie. He made a little loopsie poopsie. It's like, oh, you have a man sting. <laughs> yep. Yes, you gotta go. Uh huh. And then I also thought it was funny how. There was this very sassy line about umbrellas. Then it starts raining. And then for the rest of the movie, nobody uses an umbrella. Everyone is just running around in the rain getting soaking wet. I mean, what a weird time to be alive in the 80s. What a weird time to be alive. All of these um, unnatural fiber fabric pieces of clothing that you're wearing just getting drenched in rain you're talking about umbrellas but then you don't have one with you it's just it's a lot like all of your hairspray is melting out of your your curls right now so sorry about it sorry not sorry sorry not sorry um uh what else we really we've we've like we've touched upon the rest of my notes already because like basically to you know to boil this down trish is a badass she's iconic i love her um the guy's like oh my god you're killing me which is a funny way to die unfortunately (laughs) what a funny way to die on the way to the coliseum yeah Um, but then we can just kind of touch upon the elephant of the in the room which is Tommy Jarvis being oh. a bad motherfucker. Yeah, let's just let's just pause and discuss him for like a couple minutes cuz he is an integral part of this movie. So, he takes his mommy's advice and cuts his hair. He does. And when he does that, he looks eerily well he takes off his glasses because apparently when you take off your glasses you look like a totally different person yeah uh, and, and so you he... suddenly have like <laughs> dark under eye makeup apparently when you take and, off glasses too i mean me that's why i wear glasses to hide my bags but yeah. um so he he does all that and then he's like fiddling isn't he fiddling around with like some of his masks and stuff and he's like none of these are right so he like approaches jason looking like young jason like when jason was a little boy well because he goes into that jason hunter's bag yep and he finds all of the articles and he like literally taped up the artist rendering of young jason and then was using it as a reference for when he was shaving his head and stuff it's referential it is referential. Um, so he's doing all that and he's making himself look like young Jason. And then like he like comes down the stairs while Jason is like trying to beat the shit out of Trish. And yeah. he was like he's like coercing Jason to like kind of trust him. And then he takes Jason's machete and hacks him in the noodle with it. Not once, 
Oh my god. Not twice. At least thrice. I was gonna say, a whole a whole bunch of times because first first we have that iconic uh uh physical effect where his like head is sliding down the machete. Yep, and then when they cut back to it, it's all one piece. Yeah, and it's gross, <laughs> and it's gross, and and it makes me squeezy to well squeezy skeezy. Squeezy? I, I don't know. I uh, whatever it it made me feel a certain type of gross way. I didn't like it, but I, did I like didn't it. like it. Um, and then like honestly, like uh, Trish is all like Tommy, stop when he's like whacking his skull over and over again with a machete. But yeah. I don't blame Tommy because, like, this guy is, like, is not dying. And you Uh, are, at this point, traumatized by the events of the evening. So, you know what? Go ahead and take out all your frustrations on this guy's head. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of like a fucked up melon. But, like... uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Trish, like... So, he's, like... He's doing, like, a, a squish and a stab. And then she's, like, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to do that anymore. And Jason's, like, doing a twitch, but he's not, like, doing that final jump scare that you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she's hugging him, and he's, like, totally 150%, like, dissociating from the whole entire thing. And then, flash forward, Trish is in the hospital, and she's asking about Tommy, and she was like, I just need to see my brother. And he's like, oh, he'll be just fine. Oh, sure he will. Sure um, he will. And that's kind of just how it ends. Just Tommy yeah, I dissociating. Mean foreshadowing um to the next chapter i i i have to assume that they knew what they were doing and they always knew all along this was not going to be the final chapter it was Um, all a ruse yeah unless because i will say we own the the memories of camp crystal lake documentary but i haven't fully watched the whole thing because it's honestly quite boring um that's fair I, I'm going to have to assume that they wouldn't have ended the movie the way they did unless they knew that there was probably going to be a fifth movie already. Yeah, I'm sure they did because this wrapped in January of 84. And then like and, the next one's in 85, right? Yeah, it, something like that because it premiered in April of 84. So it probably started shooting shortly after. So it's all a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I didn't didn't upset me much, but I I do feel like this is the best of the series. I'm gonna go ahead and give it four pumpkins. Oh. I'd give it I'd give it five, but like some of the writing is just so hokey that it can't save it and give it a whole five for me. Well, because of the hokey writing, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Oh, that's fair. Because I love me a horrible movie i just really do and this actually is not a horrible movie horrible um because it's Mm. not it's really not it's actually a good movie but like there's elements of this movie being so campy and and bad it's just it's delicious like you savor it like delicious uh, yeah, I, I we had talked about doing other ones earlier today when we were trying to decide what episode to do and what to do to kickstart camp season. Mm-hmm. And we were like, should we do five? Five's real weird. Uh, Jason X, sure, not available on streaming, but this you can find on Hulu right now. And you, you can. It's free. You don't need any extensions or uh, subscription services like HBO. It's just free to watch. I think, how many were available, Nick? Like six? Uh, yeah, most of them. I, yeah, I, there were a lot. Like the original, uh, this all the way through probably eight, I think. I want to say six, one through six, um, Jason Takes Manhattan. I didn't see Jason Goes to Hell on there. Oh, maybe, uh, I don't know. So there's at least six or seven available. There's a good number. Right, because Jason X wasn't available because it was available on Netflix, and it's not anymore, so Netflix, figure it out. Yeah, that does make me sad. I feel I like love... it was just on there, like, last week. Um, Yeah, there was a movie that was on there for a while, because I know I've watched it, like, pretty recently, because that is legitimately a horrible movie, but in, like, the best way possible that you either love it or you hate it. 
It's really fucking terrible. It's so bad, but I love it. Um, love it. I love it. I, I would have definitely put my vote in for Jason X if it was still available on a streaming service for everyone to watch. But you do what you gotta. And honestly, this was a very lovely surprise because I completely forgot how well made the fourth Friday the 13th was. It really was. And the really practical good. effects, thanks, Tom Savini. Um, yeah. Reprised his role as a, you know, head prop master again. He was prop master for the first one. So it was nice to see his work again and it being done artfully and tastefully and not like a hokey piece of shit like some of them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them are <laughs> not great. And with that, pumpkins, you know what to do. Rate, comment, subscribe on all your favorite listening platforms. But especially on Apple Podcasts. Um, tell a friend and we'll see you next week at camp. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at uh, copulators die first pod. Um, email us at copulators die first podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, or suggestions. Um, and uh, campers, go to bed. Good night, campers. Lights out. Mm. Bye. Bye.